Hi everyone and welcome to episode 102 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys! And we are joined again by Stealth from Twitter. Hello, thank you for having me again. No problem, how's it going? Good. Excellent, excellent. So we have a very interesting show for everyone today. We've got a few news stories to cover off, um, but then we're going to dive into feature discussion about Type Zero HD, which has released today. Released, yeah, released in North America, but not in Europe. Mm. And we're also going to be talking about the Final Fantasy 15 demo because I had the chance to check it out last week, and I appreciate that some people in North America will have already been playing the crap out of it. Yeah. Um, but for those of you who haven't got the opportunity yet, um, I'm just going to talk through it and these guys are going to ask me a load of questions about what I saw. But before we get into all that, for you new folks, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday and it comes out on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. And this episode, we have a shout out for Alan Chavez, who pledged over $5 to get a shout out on the show. Was it $3? No, $3. Alan, Alan. Alan, Steve, Steve. Alan, Steve, Steve. That's a reference to a BBC video if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, And we'd also like to apologize for Clay Kilo because um, he has recommended that we talk about Heaven's Ward a bit more, but... In lieu of Type Zero HD releasing, we're actually going to shift that back to next episode, which Sorry, is pretty Clay. good because because of the news we have for, for Heaven's Ward. So yeah. yeah, and if you do listen to us on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, please make sure that you rate and review the show. We haven't said anything about this for quite a while, but uh, the ratings and reviews do help the show to get a bit more prioritization on iTunes. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you do listen to the show and you also have iTunes, then please do. Every little bit of support helps the show and uh, it will keep us on top. Mm. And it helps us to score awesome interviews. So, yeah, we've just had our interview with Bryce Hitchcock, who plays Deuce in Type Zero HD. But we've also interviewed Orion Akaba, who plays Nine, and Jonathan McClendon, who plays Ace. Mm-hmm. And we're planning to do a few more in the future. So keep your eyes and ears peeled, posted for that. You'll have the entire set. Yes, <laughs> yeah. oh, that would be awesome. Have the entire cast. Although there's so many characters in this game. And so many haven't been like announced yet either. Yeah, a lot of the voice actors. Well, if you've played the game and finished it now and you have the credits sequence, then you will have known you who will they have are. Seen but... It. but that would be a pretty major feat in order to beat it all one in 12 hours <laughs> yeah so moving on to our news segment this first piece of news as i alluded to is about heaven's ward and it's been announced that it's going to be releasing on the mac yay so uh lauren how do you feel about that well my money's gonna go but overall i'm ha- i'm happy that it's coming to mac um it's funny because like a lot of games are starting to come to mac now which is really nice um they're getting that market share up yeah because The Sims 4 just came to Mac, so I've been playing that. And that, that is a lot of games. Oh, yeah. The Sims 4 oh, yeah. is well, the entire gaming uh, landscape. Well, it's a big it's a big feat for Square Enix, because most of the Square Enix games on Steam are only available for PC and not Mac, which I find really silly, because, like, I mean, they could easily just port over... I, I would think it, would be, it wouldn't be that hard to port over Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy I think Fantasy it's a VIII. sign of how well Final Fantasy XIV is doing, honestly, yeah, more than anything else. Too. Because they're in the position where they're able to port the game over to Mac, and they're okay with the costs that are associated with that. 
Mm. Um, the other piece of news was that Heaven's Award will be releasing on the 23rd of June. Yes. And uh, more information is going to be coming soon, apparently. Yes, hopefully. So moving on, our next piece of news is about the Final Fantasy X and X2 HD remake on the PlayStation 4. That has now been dated as coming out on the 12th of May in North America and the 15th in Europe. Um, and there's a few different elements to this version of the game. Mm. Have you uh, been following this new stealth? How do you feel about the changes that they're proposing? I mean, it, it's still the same base game, but, you know, the people, they, they, they like the, the classic game as mm. it is. I think that's a good thing then, because obviously they've now added in the uh, the ability to change between the old and remastered soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what people had. They had an issue with that. People also had an issue with some of the menu design. I, I don't know. If you, I don't think you can switch between that. Yeah, it was just the music was a big kind of sticking point. Yeah, because, I mean, some of the remastered tracks turned out really well. Yeah. Some of them turned out really badly. I don't know which one I would stick with. I mean, I wish you could kind of mix and match, like have have like some new tracks. I want to keep this track, I want to keep this track, I want to get rid of that track. Like, Challenge. Challenge is one of my favorite songs from Final Fantasy X, and they butchered it. They did. Um, The other thing is that they've said I'm not sure how much it's going to improve. I'm sure they're going to release some kind of comparisons at some point. But the PS4 version will have a higher graphical fidelity than the PlayStation 3 and PS Vita Mm. versions. How much higher? Who knows? Um, (laughs) You will actually be able to see veins on Titus's face. And I'm saying Titus. Maybe that's why it's taking a little bit longer. Because uh, they said they wanted to basically make it on par with other PlayStation 4 releases. Which I think is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I think that's a complete stretch. But... (laughs) It's going to have Final Fantasy 15 graphics. Because you still have the base game, you know. You can you can make it look you can polish it up, but it's still a PS3 game, well, which is really a PS2, PS2 game. game. <laughs> yeah, which is really a PS2 game. It's but like it's, a, it's so like a double masquerade. I love Final yeah. Fantasy 10 so much. The other cool thing is that if you already have the PlayStation Vita or PS3 versions and you want to get the PS4 version, you can have cross-save. Yeah. So the other two versions had cross-save between them, but you had to buy both of them. But yeah, you'll now be able to cross-save between the Vita and the PS4. If you buy them both. Yeah. Still. I mean, I guess the only reason you want to do it between the PS3 and the PS4 is if you're transitioning away from the PS3. Or if you have a PS3 downstairs and a PS4 upstairs and you just have to switch rooms every once in a while. I'm sure there's some really... Um, dire circumstances, yeah. Daryl. Jeez, uh, I need to very... have it on every console I have ever. <laughs> there's also a limited edition coming for North America and Europe and they get different versions. So in North America, you get a nice little calendar. Hmm. Um, and in Europe, you get a steelbook with some Amano artwork on it. Yeah, it's the um, Una one. A calendar versus a steel <laughs> art book. Well, I think it's just like a steel case. Yeah, it's not an art book. It's no, just it's a not thing. like a, it's like a steel case with the Amano artwork on it. But still, yeah, I'd rather have that over the yeah calendar, calendar. To be honest, and no, even though it's like in the middle, that would be of good year, for one like, year. Yeah, it's a few months into the year. When's anyway, it start then? A couple months. They, does it? Is it like a 2015 calendar? I don't know. Gonna... Yeah, probably. So, so half, the, half the year's already gone. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so yeah, the last piece of news we have is about Final Fantasy Record Keeper, which is mm. a mobile game. And um, when it was announced, people were, I'd say, a little bit excited about it because it was a mobile game that didn't look like it sucked. No. And this was following on from ATB, so expectations were low. Yeah. And uh, when they announced it, it looked pretty cool. And there was no word of a Western release. No, it was really sad. Because, yeah, I had to do all these news stories on it. And it's, it's a really cute, like, little little story. Yeah, what's the what's the, 
the concept behind it? So it's like um, you play a uh, student named Desi, and he is a student of Dr. Mog, one of Dr. Mog's prime students, like really, really great student. And um, because of that, Mog gives him access to his private sort of gallery, which actually holds all of the Final Fantasy worlds. So it's this like portrait gallery and each portrait represents a different Final Fantasy. And with those portraits, you can actually go inside the Final Fantasy world. Um, So they have, I, I think they probably have Final Fantasy 1 through 13. I'm not sure if 15 is represented. Do they have any of the spin-offs? I don't think so. But it's like all of the games in 16-bit format and you can have like all the characters as your party members and like um, in each world you have like a dungeon and you'll be able to fight some of the more popular bosses from each game. So is it um, kind of like that, the visual style of, th- of that trailer they did? Yeah, yeah, exactly. For 13, uh, for like, was it Lightning Returns? Yeah, or was it's it, Lightning yeah, Returns. Yeah, Lightning Returns. Yeah, it's it's in that exact style. So it's it's really cute. It's a really, really cute little game and I, I'm really happy that it's coming over. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much all the news we have. Um, there is one other piece of news which uh, we're now going to delve into, which is Type Zero HD is out now in the US, in the US or um, North America rather. And uh, we're going to spend, I reckon, about fifteen to twenty minutes talking about it. I I've been playing it for a little while now. I think I've pumped about close to thirty hours into it, mm-hmm. and um, still played the PSP version. So he's going to be talking about or trying to remember that, that experience. No. I have a yes. flashback. Non flashbacks. Back in 2011. Um, yeah, but we're going to keep it spoiler free, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, the story is pretty intense, um, yeah. but we're going to try and skirt around that as where possible. And maybe in six months to 12 months, we'll have like a full spoiler crazy episode where we talk about everything to do with it, mm. which I think is worth it because, you know, the story seems really good to, from my perspective. But yeah, overall, uh, stealth. When you when you were playing it originally, what do you, what were your overall thoughts of the story and the setting? Did you did you like the cast and the and the world? I really liked the cast. I absolutely loved the game when it first came out. I was telling people to import it because it was that good, you know. And I just I just I was all in on that world and that setting. It was you know it, it's it's a war story. And considering how many characters there are, and you'll know this, there, there's a ton of characters. Mm-hmm. Each one feels sufficiently fleshed out to a point where you actually care what happens to them. So that, I felt, was like their biggest achievement. I've found so far that certain characters will kind of crop up more than others throughout the story. Like Ace has a bit more of a central role. Yeah. But like how they intertwine all the different characters. Like Nine has a very clear personality. Trey has a very clear personality. Um, And I think it's really cool how they kind of interact with each other because, yeah, they are such different characters. I, th- I think it works because you don't have to get too bogged down with their backstory in terms of their past. It's it's more about what's the present, like how are they, how do they react now, and how do they behave now. Mm. And that I think that works um, works for the game and also the universe they're set in. Um, how did you feel about uh, academia as a as a as a safe haven and a place where you call your home? It, it's you know it's your standard area, but I, I think what, what's more interesting is like the music in that area. That was really I just would sit there and listen to the music. It was really weird, like, uh, just speaking of the music, how, like, um, on the world, quote-unquote, world map, like, they have the weird dark version of the Chocobo theme. Oh, yeah. It's just really, like, 
different, but I don't mind it. I still find myself like singing to it. Yeah, I was kind of listening to that, and I was like, "It's just this sounds really familiar." Wait, that's the that's the chocobo theme. Like <laughs> it's a, just really dark. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, with with regards to academia, I, the music's quite interesting because in between um, the main story missions, you have quite a lot of downtime. Uh, where you kind of walk around, visit different areas, and, that, and that's where you get all the backstory. So you'll you'll have different interactions with the different characters, and they'll they'll tell you a bit of information about what's going on or how they're feeling about that uh, that moment in time. And I mean, you can skip it if you want, but there's no real reason to. You have more than enough time to to go through it. But the music changes depending on which day you're on. Hmm. Well, I, I found that at least anyway, because sometimes you'll get like a like a prelude medley going along. Um, other other times you'll get like the academia, I guess the academia theme, and then obviously when it's like the day of a mission, it goes all like super intense. But yeah, no, I think it's quite nice. It's really big as well, but it's kind of funny how like all of the characters, uh, all the characters that are like playable or important are the ones that move, and then there's just these like yeah. stoic it's, students uh, just sitting very, very, very still. I mean, I'm guessing on the PSP version, yeah. you probably didn't notice too much. Um, yeah, no. But- but in the HD version, when you're walking around the areas, like most of the characters are just static and don't move. That that didn't change. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit weird. But I guess yeah. if on the PSP, you kind of expect it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- this was pretty much one of the last PSP games. You know, this was like after Square had already done a bunch of projects, and even then, you know, it, it was pushing the system. If anything, I'm happy that they did that versus what like persona 3 portable did where they basically just took out all of the characters like they took out all of the um all of the models and just sort of put like comic drawings yeah like static yeah, drawings. i hated that i absolutely hated that yeah they they, they removed content from the fez version to make it work mm. but at least in this case it was a ground up exactly. game so but yeah no i um, I I definitely would prefer to have even if they don't move. I prefer to have people. I mean, some of them do move, and they'll, yeah. some of them will walk around, and it's still quite funny as well because it's it's kind of like with with the uh, the HD remasters for Kingdom Hearts, where the main cast have had their models really like really scaled up. Yeah, all the main cast members look really cool, but depending on the tier of the character they're interacting with, like some of the um, some of the NPCs, like the provost and the um, the different, um, the like the cardinal of um, Ribram. Their models look okay, but the the lower down you go, like their faces just seem really f- like they're just flat with like a model stuck on them. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> but it's also funny that you mention uh, Kingdom Hearts because when I was playing through um, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix, uh, the Birth by Sleep part, like that was one of my gripes about that game was that it was so empty. There was there wasn't even any stoic models. It was just you were the character, and then the people who you interact with were there. But it was only like the main, main, main cast. Like there was nothing else. So it was nice that even like with the original game of this one, that they flushed, they at least attempted to flush it out a bit to make it feel as though there were a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, my, my only gripe about academia is just how long it takes to get around it. Mm. Like, there's the kind of teleport in the middle, which only allows you to go to certain areas that you can't walk to. And, like, if you want to go from one point to the other, you just got to go through a load of doors. And the camera on the PS4 version and Xbox One version is a bit 
it makes you a bit nauseous <laughs> when you're when you're going around academia because everything's just flying around so fast yeah because i'm guessing on the psp version you didn't have the option to move the camera around it, it kind of followed you just based on where you were walking yeah you, you, you didn't have great camera control and that's i hear is one of the major flaws of this of this yeah. game but it's it's a bit more manageable yeah, I mean, it, at least it's there it's just that yeah, when you're like walking up and down stairs or turning around the corners, it just like flies around. And <laughs> for some reason, they didn't put in the option to change the sensitivity of it, so you're kind of stuck with it. Yeah, but at least at least each kind of section looks. Yeah, different. exactly. And I think that's good. I mean, there's like enough areas around to keep things interesting. I mean, it would have been nice if they'd added in some kind of queue, maybe on the map somewhere that you could see where different actions were going to take place. Because like the only other time they they put some kind of objective or checkpoint on the mini map for academia is if you've got like a story objective to go through to which is just in one of two places most of the time yeah i think that's a missed opportunity but when it talking about the characters um based on their personalities which were your favorite ones oh geez um i really liked you know what happened with uh, machina and rem yeah that was my favorite yeah yeah because uh, i mean just for, for context so you have the the basic class and then um, right at the beginning of the game, uh, Machina and Rem are added into the class as mm. uh, kind of additional members. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of quote-unquote different. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they add a bit of a different dynamic to proceedings because all the other ones are very... They're, they're a very close-knit group, even though most of the time they hate each other. <laughs> um, and Rem and Machina are very different. And, they and like that's part of the, the initial thing of them trying to integrate into the group and, and um, kind of trying to feel welcome yeah and in in terms of combat i liked ace because you know the way he uses cards is is different than almost any other final fantasy game yeah i mean it when i was first playing as ace he just reminded me of uh gambit gambit and also twisted Fate yeah. from league of legends yeah 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 i was just thinking of him i mean you, you have your spear users and your swords and your katanas and your great swords you know you have all your standard final fantasy weapons but you know, Ace was using something different, so I actually appreciated that. But then you that. also had a flute. Which is, I mean, it's bard. Yeah. That, that's yeah. bard. You, you just never actually kind of see it. I know. It's just, it's so funny to just see Deuce walking around and she's just like, it's like you see this massive monster in the background beating the crap out of everything. And you just have her going. I love her because she's just like. Uh, sends out a constant stream of, of notes which damage uh, when she's doing her melee attacks and obviously she has like a close range melee attack as well but for her long range attack it's just like a consistent stream of notes so <laughs> like whenever I was kind of struggling with a boss I could just sit at the back of the arena and just play some notes and then <laughs> chances are that, that it was going to hit some kind of weak point at certain at some point I think we should start having self-defense classes about that you know yeah. just have magical flute lessons so that you can just start battling people whoever it's like if you ever feel like threatened just play the flute yeah although i, w- I would say and I, I don't know if you um used uh deuce much throughout um stealth but i did notice that when i was using her sometimes especially in more like emotional um or tense moments her flute playing really ruined the music <laughs> yeah i mean it, it kind of superimposes yeah, itself it's like you got this really tense music going on then you just hear the yeah i don't think it'd work in real life but it works in Final Fantasy. Did you use quite a lot of the characters, or did you kind of just pick a few and then just stick with those the whole way? Normally, I would use a variety, but, you know, in terms of trying to level them up, I used just, you know, a core group. Mm. Which ones did you opt for in the end? I used Ace. I forget the names, but I used uh, one one of the sword wielders. 
Jack? Yeah. Yeah, so Jack's the guy with the katana. Yeah, and um, I forget who else I used, but... You know, I I, I I tried everyone, of course, but I, I stuck to a main group because usually, you know, leveling up everybody, it doesn't really help you in the end. You need like really high level people. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to keep it even across the board because the leveling system is quite strict. So like you only you literally only get experience when people are in the battle. And like sometimes after you finish the mission, you can go and um, go into the class and get a big experience boost from um, Moglin. But other than that, like you're, yeah, I mean, I'm already having it. I think my characters are around the level like 30 to uh, 40 mark. Um, and that's literally the, the level range that I've got at the moment, just because some I just don't use. I think Sice is just kind of getting left behind at the moment, bless her. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really like her playstyle that much, but at the moment I'm using King quite a lot. Uh, he seems to be um, pretty good for my playstyle, but and I think that's the good thing because the combat is quite fast-paced, mm. and you got fourteen characters that have very differing playstyles. I mean, there's some similarities between them. You've got like a few different ones that will use guns. Um, you've got quite a few different um, fast-paced melee ones. Got characters like Ace who are a bit kind of red herring they're they're a little bit different and you've got other characters who are using melee weapons uh, like jack who he does he basically doesn't move <laughs> he just walks around he's like a little tank and um he can do counter attacks so he's yeah so he's quite interesting and aid is basically like the monk yeah i've struggled to kind of get to grips with him because um yeah you've got to be so close and most of the time that just means you're gonna get hit but he's like a lot of his skills are, are based around that so i think there's one of them where you lose all your health. You go down to one HP, but you do a load of damage. Uh, and there's another one where you gain like a load of status effects, but you get instant kill put on you. So it's like it's it's real like dancing with death when you're using some of these characters and their different move sets. But I think that really is a testament yeah. to just how they how the team work together to make this. Because like you think about like other games where they have sort of you know a few playing styles. Like these are all this is like fourteen different characters with completely different play styles and it's just yeah and they're very good and um, they're very in depth as well yeah they're very good visualizations of the the the, the classic final fantasy classes i think yeah. it's probably one of the best examples of in modern times where the older classes like the monks the the dragoons um mm. the um samurais they've they've really been fleshed out yeah and, and the move sets are so different that it because i know that you're like joking about the bard and like this yeah. is the first time you've really seen a bard in action because yeah. in the past it would be you'd have like edward who just plays a harp and then a note flies towards the enemy and you have like um in 10 to like you have the songstress um dress sphere where like they just kind of dance then that's it yeah <laughs> but that's all like status effects um i think mostly with yeah, the this, songstresses this, i mean deuce does have that as well so yeah. uh, it's quite it's quite similar to how it works in the MMOs. Um, yeah. So she she can play different tunes to like raise health or um, boost different attacking stats. So she's quite good for that. But yeah, I just like the I like using Jack because he's got the big damage and and King just fires so many bullets. It's great. Who's your favorite character personality wise? I don't know. Nine's pretty cool. <laughs> he's just got that. He's got enough sass. <laughs> to uh to not be annoying um but i would say that it's quite they've been quite traditional with how they've translated his voicing mm. so like half the time um he'll end up with uh like the japanese phrasing so he'll end a sentence by saying hey or yo a lot 
and um, so it makes it quite interesting. How did you feel about the the, RP, the real-time strategy bits? I, I didn't like that. Yeah? I, I thought it was kind of shoehorned in there. I mean, it's... I can understand what they were going for because when you think about war games, you sort of think about real-time strategy. But it just it, it, it they didn't do enough with it to really make it interesting for me. Yeah, it did seem like extremely basic. Yeah, it was just, it wasn't fleshed out. So just to give anyone who's listening a, a kind of a basic understanding of it, so essentially it's like a conquest uh, because it's a war game. You have got different territories fighting for um, city uh, ownership of cities and and scapes like that. And uh, every now and again, you'll be asked to join in with these real time strategy games, which are optional. I think for the the ones I've had so far have been completely optional. And when you do take part, you basically have this uh, like a campaign and you'll take a character and they'll go on the battlefield and then there'll be a load of units that you kind of direct to different places and it's it's basically just like you try and take out certain bases and then the additional flow of troops will overtake those ones and the only reason you really need to be there is because every now and again there'll be some kind of other npc on the map that you might need to ward off but it's yeah it's not the most detailed of uh, things and i like if you didn't do them I mean, I'm guessing you're going to miss out on a bit of experience, mm. but like you're not missing out on much. Uh, I mean, I, again, I understand why they wanted to have it, but it just wasn't one of the more successful elements of the game. Yeah, you can't win them all, though, right? No. I mean, they, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, so, I mean, overall, um, I know at the beginning you said that you were telling everyone to go and buy it. Would, would that still be a recommendation? Are you, are you going to be picking up the HD version? Eventually I will. I'm not picking it up yet, but yeah, I still recommend people buy it if they really want a good RPG. That's just what it is. Yeah, definitely. I know Lauren's itching to play it after I'm done with it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm so, so ready to play it. Lauren's in that awkward position of half watching... Yeah. half not watching because she doesn't want well, to watch I, yeah i don't really i don't want to i don't want to spoil it all for myself and then also it's just hard because like i want to uh, it's such a long game that if you're not actually playing it yourself like with final fantasies in general you just don't want to watch <laughs> yeah unless you're watching like yeah. all the time it's it final fantasy I, I as much as i love it it's one of the most boring games to just watch somebody grind yeah grind sorry daryl's I'm deeply offended by I'm this. I'm sorry. Anyway, so that, that pretty much sums up our Type Zero uh, conversation. If you picked it up so far, let, let us know what you think. And um, if you haven't, I would very much recommend getting it. And not just because it comes with a Final Fantasy 15 demo. Yes. Which we're now going to talk about. Yay. So, yeah, hopefully um, people that are listening in North America have had the time to check out the demo. You've probably played to death. But for those who haven't, for those who are in other parts of the world, or those who are just kind of wait, uh, are going to wait to pick it up a little bit later... I had the chance to check it out last week, uh, about a week or so earlier than um, the general public, and uh, it was an enlightening experience. Indubitably. Yeah, so I'm going <laughs> to open it up for you guys to um, to quiz me. Well, fine. Um, Question away. So... That's fine. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> that's um, done. The, ba- the basic premise of the demo, which <laughs> for those guys who have, um, have watched already, um, you are trying to get enough money to repay your car, and uh, one of the ways to do that is to hunt down a behemoth. Mm. And that'll give you, I think, 25,000 gil. Mm. Um, and it's not easy. No, it doesn't look that way. Did you um, play it Did you play it all in the daytime? Or did you have some like nighttime bits? Because I saw in one of the trailers, they were trying to fight... Or, sorry, one of the playthroughs, they were trying to fight the behemoth in the, in the dark. I, I had daytime. Mm. Um, so I was only able to play it for about, I 
think about 45 minutes so uh-huh. I, I didn't get that far i think i got up to fighting against the behemoth and uh-huh. my first attempt didn't go very well and that was the only attempt i had oh so sucks <laughs> to be me how do you interact with your party members do you have any control over them at all um not that i'm aware of and that obviously that may change um the only interaction you have with them is if they get downed mm. you can go and pick them up again no but other than that i think they are completely autonomous they just do exactly what they want when they want yeah oh so so you can tell them to like focus on offense or focus on defense or anything like that it wasn't in the demo i don't know if they're going to put it in the final version mm-hmm. i think they've been talking a bit about you can give them like basic direction maybe i'm making it up but it definitely wasn't in the demo yeah yeah if anything i would think that that would probably be something that they would keep out anyway just because this is a very basic demo yeah i mean the one thing that i got out of the demo is that the the combat is extremely chaotic i mean like obviously in in lightning returns they made it a bit chaotic because everything's so fast-paced and you have Mm. to react very quickly whereas in this game it's very chaotic because there's just so much going on the whole time uh obviously you're only focusing on what you're doing but that because of that you've got your other party members and you're generally fighting quite a few different things at the same time yeah and they're just going crazy like fighting each other you can just basically just stand by the side and just watch Watch. if you really want (laughs) obviously that's not the best use of time and it does take them a little bit of time to uh fight fight things if you're not involved with their combat but um yeah i did i I mean at one point i ended up fighting a load of saber tusks and i think there were maybe like eight or nine of them just running around doing (laughs) crazy stuff and it was it was a little bit difficult to figure out what was going on honestly yeah you said about um like the weapons like how the weapons work is it it, you said like for each weapon there is like a specific type of thing that it can do yeah so i mean obviously the whole thing with noctis is that he has the power to like summon all these weapons and the way they've put that into the combat is quite interesting he has um he can hold five different weapons at a time and obviously that may change again so this is just just for now but um each each weapon d- is used in a different scenario so for example you get to assign which weapon he's going to initiate an attack with then you get to assign which weapon will become the combination attack following on that you then get to assign which weapon will be the end of a combination and then you get another weapon for counter attacks and then you get to use another weapon for um attacks that descend mm-hmm. so you basically get three weapons for your normal combinations and then um yeah one for counters and one for jumping attacks and each weapon has specific traits that they bring to the table so not only do you have to think about like oh this one's going to do more damage and maybe f- think about which ones are going to go where in because like you might want to have it so your your initial attack does the most depending on what you're fighting or you want to have the last one the, the most but they'll all have different abilities so for example the weapon types that were in the demo were you had different like basic swords um you had dragoon lances and you had like a uh, a broadsword uh, kind of great sword and obviously the broadsword's going to be like a big sweeping attack that's going to have like a knockback effect on it yeah um so you've got to think about what you want to have when i didn't i probably should have done but i didn't play around with the ordering too much it would have been good to see the broadsword as the the kind of first weapon because i didn't see how much that changed things Mm. around i would think they would probably like open you up for an attack yeah i mean like you'd probably get attacked before you could even get a swipe in yeah i mean the the combat's pretty simple really if you want to attack you hold down square Mm. and if you want to carry on attacking you just keep it held down (laughs) until you want to stop 
basically. Yeah. For counterattacks, um, there's a there's a, a button to uh, dodge and evade, which is L1s, which mm. is the whole thing. You, you hold it down for the amount of time that you want to evade, basically. And then if you do evade something, then you use your MP up. And it goes down reasonably quickly. Yeah. Um, and while you've got that held down, I think either or not, you'll get different indications appearing uh, on the screen if there's an attack coming in. Uh, and if you can time it correctly, like in Lightning Returns, you'll be able to um, kind of negate the attack completely mm. and then do a counter-attack as well yeah. for like big damage using whatever weapon you have assigned. So for for the purposes of my playthrough, I had the Broadsword, which was the Zweihander. And it's, I mean, it, it makes for an interesting system. Um, yeah, you've changes got, it up a yeah. bit. And the other big thing is that you've got the warp attack. So you can kind of focus on enemies like if you see an enemy just like a, a little while away you can just throw a sword at him and then you fly over and start wailing on him <laughs> or if you've taken a bit of a beating you can use the warp attack to escape uh-huh. so you can uh, like look up in scenery in the sky or in the sky but you can kind of attach yourself to things around and just kind of sit yeah. there and, and get a bit of health back i think we saw that in some of the demo in one of the um like sort of tester demo things that they had at one of the events or maybe it was an active time report. I think he was like doing it to a um, to a ledge or something. Yeah. So during the, they have like a combat tutorial, and and in that Gladiolus kind of teaches you about the different things. And in that one, um, he beats you up a little bit, and then you have to kind of escape to a ledge. Uh-huh. And then from there, not only do you start getting your health back, um, you can then launch attacks down, uh-huh. which is quite interesting. And also, um, if you are kind of getting beaten up, you can disengage and then go and hide yeah. during combat and just kind of hide behind things to get your health back again. It's weird because it it sounds and I, like I might be wrong, but it. it sounds like a mixture of well the type zero sort of gameplay lightning returns gameplay and a little bit of kingdom hearts um dream drop distance sort of gameplay where with like the warping type stuff because yeah that's very much that's very much in like oh i forget what they're called in dream drop distance but like there's a lot of things where you can just jump around and you can't really keep track of Sora too well, but <laughs> you just sort of, like, warp to places. So it's really, like, a lot different. Like, you think of how just 13 was, like, yeah. you didn't use the environment at all, and now you're able to, you, the whole environment is your playground. And Yeah, because that's literally, the whole thing is open world, so yeah. if you see some enemies walking around, chances are you can go and beat them up. I wonder how that will be perceived by everyone, like, as it is such a sort of big step away from the original sort of Final Fantasy I guess it thing. depends how good it is, doesn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, so. I mean, I think it all depends, again, on the, on the characters and the story. People can forgive a lot. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, I I personally couldn't get into Final Fantasy twelve. I know that some of the characters but that's are quite the story good. Was quite, it was quite taxing in yeah, a way. I, I guess mean, so. I think a good example There's is too much reading. <laughs> Jeez, I hate reading. Well, it was, it was just <laughs> it was a, it was a very grown up and serious storyline. Yeah, yeah, it was a political story, and it was really more of an offline MMO. So you really had to put like 150 hours into that game. I think the the best comparison for you, Lauren, would be near because you know, everyone wails on the fact that the gameplay isn't fantastic. Yeah. And the graphics aren't all that great, but you plug through it because the story is great. Oh, I do love it. I and, love um, the story. Which which is what it comes down to. Like uh, many people remember near because of the story, mm-hmm. the characters, and the, and the music, and they're willing to f- kind of forget the other stuff. I mean, I should have asked you first, but did you like the demo? Would you play it again? 
Yeah, I'd I'd play it again because just to find out more about it. Um, yeah. Like this, get I think, more time to explore. Yeah, because I had quite a limited amount of time. Um, yeah. But it wasn't bad. Do you see this as like a potential Final Fantasy that you'll really love? Like, do you see like Final Fantasiness in it? I mean, I would say that I I liked the interactions between the characters. Mm-hmm. I thought. Like Noctis's voice is just weird, <laughs> but I thought the other it's guys, um, the other guys have like a decent dynamics between them. Obviously, this the story is a bit self-contained, um, but the interactions they had on the way to uh, kind of hunting down the the behemoth or behemoth, mm-hmm. as they say in the game. Um, <laughs> Why are you looking at me for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I, I I misjudged you, behemoth. I I mean. It's just difficult to say because we we still don't really know that much about the story. Yeah. Um. We know that there's like some massive big world that's um kind of all encompassing, but and this is just a very big, a very very small snapshot of of what we're going to be experiencing the final thing. And it's I mean the fact is a completely open world experience is is new. Yeah. Um. The combat's very different from anything we've seen before in Final Fantasy. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. No. I think it, it's just evolving. And, you know, the the companies that ha- are still doing the kind of old school turn-based strategy um, RPGs, there's a place for them, but they don't sell that well. They're not, they're not where Square Enix want to be. Yeah. How is the music? Because, like, in some of the, the walkthroughs that I've seen online... It seems very silent most of the time. Yeah, the music doesn't play that often. Um, yeah. I was quite surprised because I was expecting like at least like an overview world map theme of some kind. Sure. But maybe they just haven't really finalized what that's going to be yet. I mean, yeah, there was, maybe they haven't written it yet. There was music being played. Yeah. It just, yeah. That, I mean, it was noticeable that there was nothing really there uh, from a sound perspective. But yeah, I mean, if you're not picking up Type 0 HD straight away, does that mean you're going to hold off to play the demo as well? You're not too itching to itching to play it that much. I'm not. I mean, I'll play the main. I mean, it's, it's so early. It's it's probably not even representative of anything. And you know, as much as you know, I'd like to maybe jump in, just fight things. I'll, I'm willing to hold off. I, I I I'm not really a demo guy. Yeah, I mean, demos. I haven't played a demo for a while. In terms of like a public release demo. Yeah. Um, and the ones I have played are generally quite close to release, so they're a lot more indicative of the final product. It's also interesting as well because, like, I mean, this is such an expand. Uh, like, it seems like it's a pretty expansive demo as far as like the fact that the Dusk region is so huge. I mean, granted, yeah, you big. probably can't do much in it. Like, you can fight and stuff, but you can't really do there's, like. I mean, even in the demo, there's stuff that is going to be challenging. Yeah. Um, so, for example, like from where I started, you kind of walk around and you you have your introductory fights, and then you see like a herd of, um, I can't remember what they were called. They're like mammoth kind of things. Yeah. But a bit smaller. And I was kind of looking over and there's like a unique version of them just kind of sitting in the middle. And uh, I was advised not to... Uh, attack them. Not to attack that because that's a long fight. Like, uh, and so there's, there's they've put stuff like that in the demo for you to play around with, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. Well, like it's not just like they're... a narrow narrow linear demo where you have to go and do this you can yeah. kind of venture around and do what you want explore um go and see different things i think there's a little outpost you can go and visit yeah um you can obviously go and visit the garage where cindy's mm. at mm. i heard that there's also a um a level 99 
cap. Yeah, they put that in there just to see if people could do it or not. Yeah, and I guess because of the really hard beasts that... Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's... it's uh, you need to level up. It's very interesting. And yeah. I mean, the whole thing is obviously you can only level up at campsites as well. Yeah. It's kind of like Dark Souls. And... Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Did you... You didn't get to camp, did you? I did, yeah. Oh, you did? Okay, cool. Yeah. Did you do, of... like, the food stuff as well? Yeah, although I didn't get... I don't think I got to pick what, um, what Ignis made for me. I had some uh, Pollock stew, Aww. which was uh, looking quite tasty. Yeah? Yeah. They oh, give you a little stat boost pick. as well, and then after the stat boost wear off, then it's advisable to go and sleep again. So is Ignis like the like the maid of the group? Yeah, he's the English maid. Aww. He's like Jeffrey from The Fresh Prince. <laughs> he's so cute. And you said that wasn't that wasn't awkward either, like the fact that he has an English accent. No, of, I didn't. And no I one didn't else does. Mind it at all? Like it just he just seemed like Posh. A, he just yeah he just <laughs> it, people just it, it seemed as though the group listened to him. Mm. Like it, it's like he's kind of Gladiolus just sounds like this old gruffly guy, and because yeah. he's just you know that's what you expect. And Prompto sounds like this like preppy young upstart. Yeah, and Ignis is kind of the the voice of reason who's kind of in there. Yeah. So yeah, it kind of worked, and it just Noctis didn't didn't work that well. No, I wonder if they're going to change that. <laughs> Could you change your voice and re-record everything, please? That that's been asked of RPGs before, especially if like the response is. Just it's really negative. Really negative, yeah. But uh, I don't think that. they will. Nah. It's just strange because he just unless there's something that we don't know about the story, like what he just sounds like he's about forty or fifty. It's just a shame though. I mean, because people say that like Titus was bad, and I disagree. I think I thought that Titus's voice suited Titus pretty well. Yeah, I didn't have my arms up in anger over that. Well, maybe if that came out now, it'd be a bit different. Because obviously yeah. that was like the first one. People didn't even really have any expectations. Yeah, true. This was the first Final Fantasy with the voice acting. He was playing um, a young know-it-all dingbat, and I thought that his dingbat. voice, <laughs> I thought that his voice best represented. Oh, he there's a there is a scene where he is saying the Macarena, and then he says I like honestly, if you have to say that in like a gruff, deep voice, I think that that would not match. Hey, Macarena. No, you I... have to have Jonathan, or, or sorry, James Arnold Taylor in there. Ratchet. Yep. So yeah, that's that's our Final Fantasy fifteen discussions. Um, hopefully you found you found that enlightening, as yes. I did when I played the demo. If you played the demo, hopefully you have also been enlightened. Yes. And if you are going to play the demo on Friday, um, in Europe, be excited. This is a nice little preview. Yeah. Yeah. Be excited it's going to be an interesting experience for you and i'm i'm just waiting for all the people that like just find all these little knickknacks and special things within the demo which they're sure to have put in oh yeah definitely well anyway on that note we're now going to move on to the return of the final fantasy quiz quiz season, season two. two um and we are joined in our first episode by kyle taylor hey kyle welcome to final fantasy union how's it going excellent you had a good week so far oh it's been wonderful it feels like spring here oh that's nice i think oh, yeah, it's starting you... to get like that in here now yeah you guys just had the clocks changed didn't it so that's gonna make a world of difference yeah i don't like i don't like losing hours no no i definitely prefer um fall back fall back is much better than spring ahead exactly <laughs> so how do you feel about being the first contestant on season two of the quiz <laughs> 
quite a surprise, actually. A nice, a nice way to wake up, but uh, <laughs> I was uh, a little intimidated because I wasn't expecting a response this soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's your sort of Final Fantasy adventure? Like, where did you begin with Final Fantasy? Um, I'm going to sound like a really old person right now. The first one I ever played was Final Fantasy 1 on the NES. That is awesome. I rented it when I had an NES from my local video store. <laughs> Loved it. I never owned a, a Final Fantasy game until I had a PC and played Final Fantasy 7 and 8. And then I kind of backtracked <laughs> after that. Yeah, well, they weren't they weren't really um, that accessible, that accessible for a while. Were that were they like um, Final Fantasy two and three? Especially, they weren't really over in the states or over in North America, were they? No, so America had one, four, and six. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting you made the jump to the PC though, because I had the same experience. Well, I started with Final Fantasy seven on the PC because us Europeans didn't get anything. Yeah, I had one friend who had it on the the PlayStation. I play it there whenever I visit. And then my mom was like, buys the computer for Christmas. And she said, oh, you like this game, right? I'm like, I didn't even know it was for a PC. Awesome, I'll play it. (laughs) Best mom ever. Best mom ever. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, sounds like you've got quite a a good background with Final Fantasy. So you should should be perfectly fine with the quiz then. Yeah, this should be a walk in the park. I'll try not to... I'm hoping not to boast too much if I can control myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, if you aren't familiar with the rules of the Final Fantasy quiz, well, that's pretty good, actually, because we've changed them. Mm. So, uh, well, it's it's only a slight change. Um, Kai, you're going to be asked 10 questions still, which is pretty similar to last year, and they're going to be from a wide range of Final Fantasy topics, but you no longer have to do so within 60 seconds. Nice. Now, before I hear everyone cry, but that's going to make it really easy, Daryl. Fear not, because the scoring system has changed to reflect this. So Carl's now going to be ranked on his time. And what we mean by that is that he will, how long Carl takes to answer the questions total will be his kind of final score. And then every question he gets wrong will add 10 seconds onto his time at the end, which means that you need to still be able to answer quickly, correctly, to get the best possible chance of winning this year's Ultimate Final Fantasy Quiz. Yes! <laughs> also kind of eliminates the chance for ties. Like, if somebody it got does, a tie with this, it that would be pretty epic. It makes it much harder to get a tie unless it's, yeah. We can, we can go down to the, the split second if we want. Yeah. Probably won't do. Nah. But. So, of course, Carl, you know, it's sometimes in your best interest to still skip questions if you're dead stuck. It might save you a little bit of time. And if you're approaching the 10 to 15 second mark after I've asked the question, then... We'll probably just prompt you to hurry on or just ask the next question. All right. I think I can handle that. So, how do you feel? Nervous? (laughs) Hands are a little sweaty, but all right. I'm good. (laughs) Well, okay then. Lauren, start the clock. In Advent Children, what is the name of the deadly disease affecting the people? Geostigma. In Crystal Chronicles, who is the main composer for the franchise? Kumi Tamioka. Which game do desperation attacks appear in? Pass. In Final Fantasy IX, which character is petrified in the evil forest? Pass. In Lightning Returns, what is the name of the first city you visit after leaving the Ark? Pass. 
When playing Triple Triad in Final Fantasy VIII, who can you win Renoa's card from? Adia. What is Type Zero? What sorry? What was Type Zero's full original name when it was announced in 2006? Uh, shoot, pass. <laughs> can you give us the name of the Ronzo Maester that appears in Final Fantasy X? Uh, yeah, pass. What spell does Carbuncle often cast on party members? Uh, reflect. And finally, what is the name of Varn's brother? Uh, Rex. That is the end of the quiz then. How do you think you did? Horrible. <laughs> I I should have known most of those. I love those games, but I was completely drawing a blank. Well, we're now going to pass over to Lauren, and she's going to tell you how you did. Okay. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> you actually, you didn't do that bad. So you got six wrong. Um, and we're just going to go through and uh, go through the questions that you did get wrong. So the first one was from Final Fantasy VI. Which game do desperation attacks appear in? Uh, that was Final Fantasy VI. I just said it. <laughs> yeah. I was, th- I was thinking that and I'm like, oh, I don't have time. I'll just pass it. Yeah, definitely. Um, the next one is um, in Final Fantasy IX. Which character is petrified in the evil forest? That was actually blank. Oh, okay. The guy with the little like um, the blindfold thingy. Oh yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, in Lightning Returns, what is the name of the first city you visit after leaving the Ark? That is Luxarion. Okay, I didn't. That one I didn't play. So. Ah, uh, uh, spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. From Final Fantasy VIII, uh, where do you get Renoa's card from? That is actually General Carraway, her dad. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Final Fantasy Type-0 was originally called Final Fantasy Aguido 13. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's I thought I'd throw that one in there yeah. as the game is pretty much out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, the last one you got wrong was uh, which maester is the uh, Ronzo maester? And that is actually Maester Kelk. Oh, okay. Maester Kelk Ronzo. He is the, the bold maester who stands up to the evil doings and pays the price. So your total score is 123 seconds. Which I think is pretty good. Yeah, I think it's pretty yeah. good. We have no idea if that's... Well, actually, we have no idea if that's good yet because... no. But you the are one. the first. I set the bar. Not very high, but it's a good Who start. knows? It could be extremely high. Exactly. Either way, I think the quiz is this year off to a bang. So nice Definitely. job, Kyle. Yes. Thank you. Well, you know, it's always hard being first. And it's, it's hard in general coming on the quiz. I know. That's okay. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, no, we're so happy to have you. Oh, it was it was fun to be. I always I always thought it would be fun to like get on and test my luck. <laughs> well, if you want to test your luck like Kyle and you want to take part in the Final Fantasy quiz, there are of course numerous ways to do so. You can tweet us at FF Union, post on our Facebook page, or message us, or any of the, the the posts we do put up, or just respond to any of our online communications relating to the quiz, and Lauren will put you in the draw. Yep. Well, congratulations, Kyle, for taking part and getting a, de- I think, a pretty decent score. Yeah, I think so. I don't think yeah. you should. I don't think you should harp on that at all. I think that's a really good score. Nah, I. It was okay. Like everyone chokes, right? 
I'd say kudos for getting the Crystal Chronicles question right. Mm. <laughs> that was a kind of red herring yeah. I in there. Considering that's one of the that's the one part of the franchise I have never played at all. <laughs> that's even better. Really? <laughs> See, I I never played it, and I don't know that question. That's awesome music. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I wouldn't know yet. I haven't ventured into Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> well, thanks again for taking part, Kyle. Welcome back, everyone, and thanks again to Kyle for taking part in the quiz. Although we do have a slight correction to be made. I'm sorry. I counted it up wrong. I'm a dingbat like yeah. like Titus is. Yeah, so actually Kyle ended Macarena. up with a score of 143 seconds, not yeah. 123. Sorry. But either way, it is still a very commendable score, and... It will be interesting to see how many people would even be able to come close. Yes, we will find out next episode, I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, as we round out this episode, we're now going to go into the music segment. Uh, we have a track, Fittingly, from Final Fantasy V. We have no idea what 15. the original... Song... What did I say? Five. <laughs> what is going on with my head? I don't know. You're not able to read your no, outline. I can't read. Aww. Final Fantasy okay, V Darryl. would have been an interesting game to have on there, but yeah, it's... It's 15. Sorry, it's guys. It's okay, Dale. It's Sorry. okay. You just, we just need to get you reading glasses. I just i just saw Final Fantasy V <laughs> and then I just ignored the X in front of it, okay? Um, yeah, we have, no, we have no clue what the original song is because it hasn't been announced yet. Um, Unfortunately. But the arrangement title is Panem A Senes, which means bread and something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's by Brandon Strader, who has done a ton of OC remixes, mm-hmm. um, and it's an interesting twist. It sounds very Dexter-y. There, there is a bit of Dexter in there at the beginning, and yeah. I think he based it around something else as well. So Yeah, but it's very sh- good. Yeah, be sure to check that out in a second. So yeah, outro time. Yay! Yeah. And ignore that note. Last show of the year. It is the last show of the year. No. It's not the last um, show of the year. It's uh, the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to release on the 14th of April. Um, and as I mentioned, we should be having a feature about Heaven's Ward on there. So if you mm. MMO people or anyone looking to get into 14, that should be a good one for you. Mm. Um, yeah, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on iTunes. If you search for Final Fantasy, we are number one. Yeah. And you can also find us on YouTube if you just type in, uh, search in YouTube for Final Fantasy Union. Or go to forward slash FF Union vids. Yeah. Um, if you want to support us, please check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash FFKH Union. You can get cool things like an exclusive Patreon podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the show early. You can, mm-hmm. you can um, tell us to talk about stuff in yeah. a segment on the show. You can get your name featured on the show. Yes, yeah, so there's plenty of stuff. You can be able to hear your, your name being read to by lovely Daryl voice and Brandon voice. Or Lauren voice. Or Chiro well, voice. I never host. You did the first one because I was ill. Oh yeah, I did. So now Brandon has to be ill. So then Chiro can be yeah. the buddy. But yeah. Anyway, um, thanks again for uh, listening, everyone. Um, uh, you all guys want to say goodbye? Bye bye. Thanks for having me on again. No problem. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>